2: We are back. 260-6368 is the number. That's 260-MENU. I'm Marianne Fitzmaurice, the wife sitting in today for Tom. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about I'm looking at all this stuff on his, Tom's gazetteer, his almanac, and I'm missing him. He's got his stupid little jokes that I've heard a, a million times. But, uh, but, you know, it's like it's you're used to it. Like the Soup du Jour series. <laughs> Believe it or not, the Soup du Jour thing turns up today in the Almanac. And in, it's because in 1962, in Alcatraz, three prisoners dug to freedom using spoons. Believe it or not. And then Tom's joke is that this is, one of them must have said, this is an outrage. I've had soup du jour all over the world, and it tastes nothing like this. I know you've heard him say that on the show probably a couple of hundred times, but still not as much as I've heard it. He's got his series of three soup du jour uh, jokes. And I was just looking at that, and I was thinking, gosh, if he was here, he would have said that himself. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight. So back to my uh, my report from Del Porto and I can talk forever about all the eating I've been doing cuz boy have I been doing some eating It takes a lot to uh, to generate content for that website nomenu.com Anyway, uh, we went to Del Porto and we had this this platter of antipasti which is you know I in another life, or maybe in this life, uh, I would do some catering because I love to I love to arrange things on platters, and so I love the way and, and there's an art to it for sure. There's definitely an art to it. You could just plop something down, or you could really make it appealing. And I think one of the things that I love about the Del Porto antipasto plate is the way it's arranged. It's just a gigantic amount of things, you know, like a like a mushroom caponata and a bunch of different kinds of olives. And there's cantaloupe and there's. Um, Arugula and grilled vegetables and olive oil drizzled. There's mortadella and salami and these ciabatta crustinis. And I'm sure I'm leaving some things out, but uh, there's a big garlic pod that's that's uh, roasted that sits in the middle of it. And you could put all of those things on a plate in a way that is not particularly Appetizing, Or you could put them on a plate in a way that makes you just all want to dig into it. And I think that's one of the things that I really like about the platter. It's very artistically done, and it makes it even more appealing than it already is, which is pretty darn appealing. But anyway, I think that it's important the way food is presented and obviously everyone else does too because there is a lot of time that's taken in what they call plating something up. So today we went to Boscos and got a muffalata and it was just sort of, you know, on a piece of paper and cut in half and There it was. And I don't know really what you what else you would do with a muffalata, but you can see, I mean, look at Instagram, you know, you can see the care that some people take with pictures or plating up food or just arranging food when it is presented to you. The power of Instagram in eating Cannot be understated now. Yesterday, I went to lunch at Blue Oak, and my daughter was with me, and she's a millennial, so she is particularly susceptible to such things. But I think we all are. Visual is an important part of appeal if you're talking about eating or really about anything you know if you're buying a house how does it look if you're looking for a spouse how do they look you know i mean these are things that are important so um we had plans to go someplace and then i get a text from her and it's just a picture and it's a really appealing picture of a chicken like a fried chicken sandwich and um I didn't really look at it very closely. I just saw it and I thought, oh, that's really nice. And I didn't know where it was. And then she texted me later where it was. And so I met her there. And it was um, the chicken sandwich from Blue Oak. And when we arrived at Blue Oak, and I don't know if this is true every day, because it may in fact be true every day. But... um, there was a line out the door, well into the parking lot. And I think they were there because the fried chicken sandwich was the special for the day. And they just advertised it on social media as fried chicken sandwich Tuesday, like taco Tuesdays or whatever. Anyway, so I felt like, well, you know, I, I'm thinking that the fried chicken sandwich is some special price. And that's why everybody is convened in the parking lot, because, you know, it's a fried chicken. It's Fried Chicken Sandwich Tuesday. So I look at the blackboard, and there's a special of fried chicken sandwich, but it's $13. And I'm thinking, what's so special about a fried chicken sandwich for $13? You get it for, you get a side with it, and the side was lima beans, and... And I got the—it wasn't even a breast; it was a, a a thigh. It was a fried chicken thigh, and it and it was good. But uh, it wasn't worth thirteen dollars. And I felt like I had sort of gotten roped into that because my daughter got roped into it by the pretty picture of the fried chicken sandwich. And so the way something is presented is really really important, especially if you are talking about the world of social media and instagram that becomes really really important and uh and so that's how i got suckered into a fried chicken sandwich yesterday that i wasn't really all that inclined to eat anyway but uh it it looked good it looked good in the picture and so there we were Anyway, 260-6368 is the number. That's 260-MENU. I'm just about out of the almanac, and I'm going to have to start thinking about other places that we've eaten because I feel like I'm eating just about all the time now. Anybody eating watermelon? I love watermelon. I almost never eat watermelon. I know that if I go and get a whole watermelon... It's never going to be completely eaten at my house, so I don't do that anymore. But I do find that if I go into a supermarket and I see a wedge of watermelon, like a lengthwise quarter of a watermelon, I will bring it home and start eating that. Something about a really hot day and a cold cold slice of watermelon. I mean, it's making me really really want it right now just talking about it. But I love watermelon. I don't I don't think I love regular old watermelon like I used to now that seedless is out there, but I don't like the idea of seedless because it's another thing that that scientists have messed with that I'm eating which I don't really feel all that comfortable with. Are you a watermelon fan? And if so, do you prefer seedless or regular watermelon? I remember growing up and there were water watermelon seed spitting contests because if you're not messing with the watermelon, there are an awful lot of black seeds and white seeds in it. But the black seeds, uh, somehow or another, are, are more spittable than the white seeds. But the last time I got a watermelon, I actually did manage to eat the whole thing. I did cut it up, though, and threw the rind away and kept it in the refrigerator in a gallon bag. But it only lasted two days because it was so refreshing and so delicious. I'd gotten it when it was really ripe and just a really good-tasting watermelon, and uh, and I had it. So now I'm thinking, when I go home, I'm probably going to go ahead and get a watermelon, or at least a piece of a watermelon, because I'm making myself really want it by just talking about it. Which is, I guess, the objective of the show, huh? Two six zero six three six eight. Do you like watermelon? And if so, what kind of watermelon do you prefer? I think I would rather the small, seedless variety rather than the regular, old-fashioned, and basic kinds of of watermelon from the good old days. Let's go to Sharpen? Sharp, Sharon. Okay. Well, I hope this is the Sharon I think it is. It's not, though. Hello? I, know. I was about to say, I hope this is the Sharon I think it is.
0: No, it's not.
2: Okay. <laughs> I have and an the old, first time
0: I've spoken to
2: you. Okay, I have a dear friend, and I would say a dear old friend, but she would scream if she heard me say that. She's not old, but she, she has been in my life a long time. How are you, Sharon?
0: I'm fine. I was trying to rescue you from talking about watermelons for the rest of the afternoon.
2: <laughs> and I'm grateful. I'm yeah, grateful. Yeah,
0: I've spoken to Tom... Many times through the years, but I've never had the pleasure of talking to you.
2: Well, thank you. I'm glad you called. i and and i'm I'm really glad that you felt compelled to be merciful.
0: Oh I did when Tom, <laughs> when Tom has these problems, that's when I've always called when I mean, he really I feel so bad. for You're him. like an and angel of mercy hmm? i've listened I've listened to the show since the beginning. I love the show. oh, good. I know so much about you oh, and yes. your children, yes, grandchild,
2: yes, true. Well, the show is in a bit of flux at the moment, and um, and if you've been listening that long, I'm sure you know that. And so we're trying to we're trying to feel our way through this phase and moving on to the next one. So,
0: You're,
2: I yeah. appreciate go your. On. Go ahead, Bud.
0: Do you like Leonardo's? Let me start talking about food because I know what Tom says. It's a food show, so let's talk about food.
2: Good idea. Do I like it, Leonardo's? Yes, I do. You know, I've only been to Leonardo's once, which I realize yeah. is sort of a travesty if you live on the North Shore because Leonardo's might be the hottest restaurant on the North Shore.
0: It is. It's wonderful.
2: Are they still doing the lines outside that last for an hour or more? Really? Yes. Golly. He needs to move to a bigger space.
0: Oh, the food. Yes, he does. The food is just wonderful. It's our favorite place. We've only been living on the North Shore for three years now, but we go out to eat quite a bit. Uh Uh-huh. And it is definitely our favorite restaurant, if, if we had to choose one.
2: Well, I, I got to tell you, and I, I think that you'll agree with this, I feel like the restaurants on the North Shore are in no way inferior to the South Shore restaurants.
0: No. Oh, there aren't. There I are. mean, I
2: agree. if there was some real impediment to crossing the lake and... I had to stay on the North Shore and never come to the South Shore. I'd be quite all right with that, and um, and the restaurant scene would be just fine for me. We have excellent yes. restaurants over there. Yes. What yes. are some of your other oh, favorites?
0: My, oh, my very favorite, and my husband's more of a gourmet as Tom is, that I'm more down down to earth. I love my tacos and my hamburgers and my fries. But my favorite, my, I think it's my, one of my husband's favorite also, Bear's roast beef for mm-hmm. their roast beef.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, it's been there a long time. And there's, you know, I'm definitely an atmosphere person. And that is just a little dump hole in the wall. But I kind of dig it. I kind of dig it. It's. Uh,
0: I don't care. I don't care about anything. When I'm eating that roast beef, I feel uh, like I'm in Paris, France. It is. It I is am, the
2: best. It I is. am in heaven. Yeah, it's good. That I'm is a really good one. Absolutely
0: heaven. I like ambiance and, and that sort of thing, but I prefer food that I love, and that is one of my very favorite dishes.
2: It is good. It's really, I really love, good. Like it's,
0: for pizza, but we. my husband loves pizza, and we like either Leonardo's. Or domain.
2: Okay, now see, Demand? I don't get that at all. When I went there, I've been there twice, and I I have, and and there are people who really love that place, and I could swear that there's if you walked into the kitchen, there'd be you know a six foot high pile of DiGiorno pizza boxes. Really? That's what I think. Uh, That's what it reminds me of.
0: Wow. And my husband considers himself a gourmet, and those are his two favorites. We have tried every other pizza place on the North Shore that, uh, unless you can give us some that we haven't tried.
2: Well, it depends depends on what you're looking for, because to me, pizza really does break down into two distinctly different categories. I am a New York style pizza person, and I do not I love Italian pizza, but it's not my favorite. But
0: okay, uh, we like the thin crust. Is that New York or Chicago?
2: Uh, no, Chicago's thick crust. As a matter of fact, Chicago—I'm sorry, Chicagoans. Okay, do I, my apologies ahead of time. I hate deep dish pizza. I think it's—I think it's nonsense, and I can't imagine. Uh, I don't really call that pizza, so that's not even in consideration here, to me. Okay, okay. but um, yep. a oh, New oh, York, oh, yeah, a New York style pizza has a sort of an elasticy crust, but it should, in my opinion, hold up when you hold it. Whereas oh, okay. an Italian pizza doesn't ever do that. It's it's flaccid and limp, and I I like them both, but um but I, I much prefer like to me, I think maybe Slice has the best New York style pizza in town. What I, what is the name of it? Slice. It's on the South Shore. It's on the si- South Shore. On the North Shore, I think Leonardo's Pizza is really good. Um, yes, yeah, yeah,
0: that's that's my favorite.
2: Yeah, of the, yeah. yeah um, I, I haven't been to Neely's in a while, but that's on twenty two and that's I think good. it is good. That yeah. that is very good. Yeah. We went one. Yeah.
0: And again, it's not atmospheric at no, all. No, no, it's not. <laughs> but, but a New York style good, pizzeria we,
2: isn't either, you know what I mean? Right. So um, right. but but I think for an Italian pizza, I think Maribo does a good job. Have you been to Maribo?
0: Yes. Yes, we have actually. I've forgotten about the pizza because the um they have a dish that I am wild about, the um, Brussels sprouts. They're yeah. Brussels sprouts. Oh, I go uh-huh. crazy for that. I eat better if, than I'm like Brussels, yes,
2: What yeah, okay, do you if you like Brussels sprouts, have you been to Oxlot nine uh for their brunch? They have a Brussels sprout dish with fried oysters, which would knock your socks off.
0: My, we have not been there for brunch, and so I have not had that. But yeah. that's good to
2: know. Yeah, if you have you been there at all? Oh yes, yeah. we've been
0: we've been twice. Yeah, yes. I
2: I love that place. But their their brunch well, is. My
0: likes it more than I because again he likes more
2: gourmet. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: I, I okay, well,
2: gourmet. I'm you. We're together, you and I. We have the same dichotomy. Okay, try it for brunch. It's much more approachable. It's really affordable, and it's to me by far my favorite meal there.
0: You know, Marianne, this is so weird talking to you because I've always felt like we would be friends. We're you soul said sisters. You had a very dear friend, <laughs> listening to you when you're on, I thought I would like her. Yeah, you know, I didn't you. know about Tom so much. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke.
2: <laughs> well, Tom is an acquired taste. I will tell you that.
0: He is. I'm and, telling you, I, I have. Start, I listened to him from the beginning, and the beginning, uh-huh. I thought he was just a little bit too much of a know-it-all.
2: Uh-huh. Yes. if
0: my husband
2: is. Yes, As my brilliant. Oh, well, maybe husband we should go to brunch together. <laughs> Leave your number with with Doug, and and we'll arrange it for the next oh. time you want to do that. I'm serious. I'm very I serious.
0: Have, I have always thought. Okay. I'm kind of
2: girl. Okay. Seriously, uh-huh. leave it with Doug, and and I will okay. be in touch. If you're on the North Shore, let's go to brunch together. I live
0: in the North Shore. I live All in
2: Mansfield. alright Two six zero 260-6368. We'll be right back. We are back. Two six zero six three six eight. You have just half an hour to talk to me, the wife, Mary Ann Fitzmaurice. And for Tom, who will be back tomorrow with me, and on Friday, we have a special guest, or two special guests. One is uh, Danny Millen, and uh, you will know him from Kava, and uh, Tommy from Tommy's, I think it was just Tommy's, and Tomas Bistro, who is now retired, also from the Sazerac Bar. That's where you would know him from, from a long time ago. And uh, they're going to come in here together and just talk. Tommy is now retired and living on a horse horse farm across the river and uh, he has done very well for himself it'll be nice to see him I know Tom will like to see him 260-6368 today Lillian Russell who you may or may not know as uh, the wife of Diamond Jim Brady he was her fourth husband they got married today in 1912 and uh, she was revered for her sort of um Voluptuous figure, but it was because she liked to eat so much, and she was unabashed in her excessive consumption of food and drink. And I guess you could call her a bon vivante. Anyway, she uh, was not—it was not unheard of for her to eat as an appetizer something in the neighborhood of four dozen oysters. That makes me sick just thinking about it. Two six zero six three six eight. We have been uh, eating around a lot, as I said, um, all of us. Um, my daughter and I uh, have been forced out of our comfort zone going around taking these pictures for the website. And yesterday, as I said, we went to Blue Oak and... Uh, had the the fried chicken sandwich, but they have really great barbecue there. I mean, like I said, it's probably not unusual for them to have a line in the parking lot because it's really good. But she got some nachos, and we went through a phase, she and I, because we love nachos, and we went through this phase where we were making our own nachos. I remember the first time I ever had homemade nachos. It was probably 35 40 years ago I had a boyfriend whose uh, mom lived in Beverly Hills and they had a they had a French chef which was odd that I would have nachos in that house but when she cooked as in the mother she had she would make stuff like that. So she took some um, nacho cheese flavored Doritos and just put them on a tray and then threw a bunch of stuff on them. And those were good and it was really kind of another one of those eye-opening things for the sheltered girl from Kenna. But um, but now my daughter and I have have elevated home nacho making to sort of an art form. We get some blue corn tortillas, not blue corn tortillas, but tortilla chips, or some other kind of uh, tortilla chips. We like the, uh, I think it's Tostitos Cantina brand. We were doing those for a while. And we chop up uh, peppers and purple onions and jalapenos and tomatoes and cilantro. I mean, it's just a big pile of stuff. And coat the uh, chips well first you you coat it with cheese so that it doesn't these vegetables don't make it soggy Um, and we usually put a lot of that stuff on at the end after the cheese has melted so we we really coat it with cheese and we get the brisket, like smoked brisket from either Whole Foods or Rouse has a good smoked brisket now or any place that you could get really smoky brisket and chop that up and put it on the on the chips and then the cheese and then all these vegetables. Um, I, I guess I'm trying to think if we – it's been a while since we've done it. But I think we just put it all on at the end with some avocado and, and it's, it's really, really good. It's kind of obscene how easy it is to eat a whole pan of those things. But yesterday's nachos at Blue Oak were similar, except they, there was a lot less brisket on them. I mean, the brisket is expensive, and uh, it's really good. It's definitely better than the supermarket variety. But um, there was not a lot of stuff on the nachos They were good, but it was not a, it was not, I I mean, like ours were better, you know. But anyway, that's one of the things that we haven't had in a long time. And it's been a long time since we made them. So uh, it was fun to see nachos that, that sort of reminded us of the good old days when we all had time to make nachos at home. <laughs> anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. I have another Porter and Luke, I believe. Porter and Luke is a wonderful little neighborhood place in Metairie. Off of Metairie Road, right next to uh, Oakwood Heart and Seco, which is the supermarket right next door to Oakwood It's in that side by Lee's Hamburgers. And it's, uh, well, you've heard me talk about it. It's really wonderful. It's my favorite club sandwich. Um they have great spaghetti and meatballs. How do I know this? I don't really know it because I've never had their spaghetti and meatballs, but I've had so many other things there that I would be completely shocked if the spaghetti and meatballs were not as delicious as they looked. And since there are just enormous amounts of them passing through the dining room, going to tables, I'm assuming that they are really good. And every time we're there, One of us will say, you know, next time we really have to try the spaghetti and meatballs. We never do because we're stuck to our club sandwich. And she gets, my daughter gets the uh, salad with the fried chicken. One time the waitresses, and the waitresses are really cute. They're like New Orleans kind of waitresses. You know, the kind that say Dolan and stuff like that. But once they tried to coax me out of my club sandwich because they wanted me to try the hamburger, which does, in fact, look very good as it goes through the dining room. And I did. One day I caved and I got the burger and I loved it. The burger is also really, really good at Porter and Luke. I just went back to my club sandwich because I'm such a boring creature of habit and I have my little things when I go to restaurants and that's my thing at Porter and Luke. But if it wasn't, and I really kind of wish I could get out of that because Because I haven't tried the ham shank with the red beans yet. I haven't tried the famous fried chicken and I haven't tried the seafood stuffed eggplant although that's not really something I would eat. It does look really really good when it goes by my table. Porter and Luke 1517 Metairie Road. They are now open for brunch. You should go over there and see them. It's another great dining place for Sunday meal. 260-6368, 2606368, we will be back. I was just looking at that Tom Fitzmorris Award Hero of New Orleans in 2017. Was that the one that Leah Chase brought in here, Doug? Were you here for that? That wasn't it. Okay. All right. 2606368 is the number. Oh, I meant to come back and tell you about New Orleans hamburger and seafood. And I'm not going to tell you about their hamburgers because Tom tells you about their hamburgers. And I'm not going to tell you about their seafood because Tom tells you about their seafood, although I do want to mention that you can get all their seafood, which is, in fact, as he says, delicious, hot, crispy, and greaseless, totally fresh to order. You can get it spicy-licious, so you just ask for that, and they put some more spices in there, and it's quite spicy fried uh, seafood. But they do have char-grilled oysters, and I do want to say that, and they have great salads. I like their salads at New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood. They have 10 locations. Go on over there and see them. They're doing everything right in the typical New Orleans way. It's a very fine representation of what we do here in a fast, casual environment. New Orleans hamburger and seafood. Let's go to Stephen. Stephen, how are you?
3: Hello. No black licorice, red licorice. I hate anise. I don't eat Italian sausage. I don't eat anything that has Italian sausage because I don't know how much anise is in it. Some of them have just a little bit. And some of them have lots of anise. So I don't eat Italian sausage of any kind, or not lasagna that's had Italian sausage in it.
2: Okay. Now, is um, this just because you don't like the flavor? or Do you have some sort of medical situation because you sound no, highly committed to this? No, I just don't like, this...
3: I don't like the flavor. Okay. I like red licorice, the strawberry. Yeah, but that's I not licorice. It...
2: They shouldn't call it licorice because that's not well, licorice. Well, I know,
3: but it it's still... Uh, you have anyway, compiled
2: this list. It sounds like you have been spending the last hour and a half fuming about licorice and called to, it's like almost a manifesto, Stephen.
3: Well, no, not necessarily, okay. but I do have a couple things. things. Right. As Tom would say, I'm defending him, <laughs> that George Bush was probably a super taster because he didn't like um broccoli, broccoli. Mm-hmm. and he said that's in the realm of things that most super tasters don't like really although i think i'm a super taster but i like broccoli okay. as long as it's not overcooked
2: yeah i don't like overcooked broccoli if you yeah. get broccoli where you can just put a knife through it and it, it's not easy to put through, but it goes through like a potato. You know, if you hit that sweet spot of cooking vegetables, that is the way it's meant to be. Yeah, That is how God wanted it to be. How do you feel about watermelon?
3: I like watermelon, but I like seeded watermelon. I think it's sweeter than these seedless watermelons yeah. to get rid of the seed. Yeah. And there's nothing, believe it or not, there's nothing wrong with eating Seeds from a watermelon.
2: Yeah, well, people
3: eat watermelon, dried watermelon seeds. So what's so you eat?
2: You just go ahead and eat the seeds. I just go
3: ahead and eat the seeds. That's a lot of seeds, though, Stephen.
2: That's a lot of seeds. Well, not
3: not really. I mean, I only eat one decent sized piece, and I mean, people sit down and eat watermelon seeds for half an hour watching TV.
2: Okay. Well, so you know if you, you don't have anything better to do? Go ahead and eat the seeds. You know? You don't put You're not know one of these people who put oh.
3: <laughs> You're not
2: know one of these people who put salt on their watermelon, are you?
3: Yeah. No, I'm not and my mother likes salt on her cauliflower or her um, um oh the orange cantaloupe. Really? And she, every time I go home, I tell her I don't want salt on my cantaloupe, but she'll insist. to put Oh, you like it. She <laughs> will insist. And this has been going on for 40 years, That she's spr- been sprinkling salt on my cantaloupe. And I said, I don't
2: like it with salt. Mothers, mothers, mothers. What are you going to do, Stephen? You know, uh, at they 92, never change. what can you... Well, yeah. I think it's safe to say you can't teach that old dog new tricks. I think that's safe no, to say and,
3: I mean I even when I go home, she'll she'll take me to a restaurant where she knows she's gonna have leftovers. Okay. And I hate leftovers.
2: Oh, that's too bad.
3: So then she'll say, Oh, now we gotta eat these leftovers. I says, No, you have to eat these leftovers. <laughs> I'm going out to a restaurant without you.
2: <laughs> how often do you, you see your, How often do you go home to see your mom? Um,
3: three, four, five times a year. Oh,
2: that's nice. That's very nice. That's good.
3: Yeah, and I talk to her four or five times a day.
2: Oh, wow. Okay.
3: So, well, I mean, you're I'm, a
2: good son, Stephen.
3: Yeah. Well, since she's 1,200 miles away, and it, of course, it also. It's easy when she talks about something that I don't want to talk about. I say, Oh, there's another telephone call coming in, I gotta go and I hang up
2: Like salt on cantaloupe or salt on watermelon. Yeah. All right, Stephen, thank you very much for calling. Okay. We missed Tom. I you know, know anyway. I do too. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be back. We, we had such fun. a disaster with the equipment yesterday. It was no, just okay. such a disaster, and I said, "You know what? Just stay home. I'll I'll just go in and do it." So, he's he'll what? we'll be back together. We're going to come in together Fine. tomorrow. All right, talk to you I later. Bye-bye. <laughs> you thought what?
3: I thought maybe he'd be doing air conditioning or or a new kitchen or a new microwave or something and I had to stay no. there.
2: Somebody
3: had to stay there and wait. No.
2: That's exactly about, that's about right, Stephen. I'll tell you that. All right. Let's go to Sal. Hi, Sal.
3: Hi. Thank
1: you for taking my call. I just wanted to do a, a little restaurant report of a place that, uh, location that I'd never been of a restaurant, I'd been many times in Baton Rouge, but we recently went to the Chimes in Covington.
2: Yes. had
1: char-grilled oysters, and uh-huh. they were really, really impressive. I was not expecting the food to be as good as it was. I really well, wasn't. Well, I was I just to... <laughs> expecting <laughs> mediocre bar food, and it was really, really good.
2: I have to tell you something that Vic Garretts, who... Uh, I love you, Vic, if you're out there. He is um, so fun. He's like the corporate chef for Chimes. And we had him on the show, the very, Mm -hmm. like Chimes, Chimes, believe it or not, like this just blows my mind in 2000, I think they probably opened eight years ago. So I mean, 2011, 12, you know, Mm -hmm. in this, in this world, they opened without a railing on that deck. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Can you believe it? I mean, isn't that hysterically funny to think? Anyway, the the comments that he made about that were just hilarious. And so I just love this guy. But anyway, he also said, he's just totally honest, and he goes, okay, so here's the thing. We opened with the menu from Chimes Baton Rouge, and and." immediately realized that that menu was not gonna fly in Covington because the Covington palate was so much more sophisticated and I about fell out my chair because the Covington palette is not at all sophisticated but I agree with that yes (laughs) but it told me a lot about the Baton Rouge palette right then and there it told me a lot about let me
1: let, let me give let me give a little bit of a qualification to that comment it's not so much the Baton Rouge palette as it is the location of where Chimes in Baton Rouge is. I mean, oh. it's a college joint yes. hangout right. for college right. kids.
2: Yeah. Who are drunk. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: <laughs> for the most part, probably. But my point is, they're going to probably sell a lot more burgers and fries at that location and a lot more char-grilled oysters in Covington.
2: Well, I go to Covington for a plethora of reasons, not the least of which is the deck or the sand dunes or now the boat rentals on the river.
1: I saw that.
2: Yes. I love to go out there when it's storming and you're out on the deck and it's storming and the tin roof, you can hear it and you just can really, you know, get into being outside but not really outside, you know. And, uh, I agree. Yeah, and I, I, I just have said this a million times. If you have kids, people go visit the Chimes because they have goats. How many restaurants have goats fact, roaming around? Well, <laughs> Although I have, I have to say, I have a, they're falling a down on their job.
1: We definitely w- walked out while I, we were waiting for our food and took a little tour of the uh, yeah. deck and saw yeah. the goats and walked out to the river, and it was just it was just. It was a great experience, it and it won't be the last time. Oh, yeah, I mean. I do also want to give a big shout-out to not New Orleans. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the New Orleans Food and Spirits. Love
2: Cuff. it. Love it.
1: We went there. The only thing I will say, and it's a funny comment, it's not a, it's not a complaint or, or a criti- cr- criticism. The tables were so tiny. Mm-hmm. It was hard to fit the four plates that we had, the four mm-hmm. of us had in front of us without mm-hmm. it being incredibly crowded, but it was worth it.
2: It's really it good. A,
1: it was a funny observation that we all made. We we're like, does this table seem real <laughs> small to you? <laughs> like,
2: did, you eat, yeah. did you eat in the main dining room or that side patio?
1: That little side patio. Okay,
2: see, I don't like the main dining room. I always choose the side patio, and Tom and I go there all the time. So we have that table right by the window, one of the two tops there. What I find distinctive about that little side patio is it's freezing. It's always freezing from those vents on the floor. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: well, like I said, uh, that was our first time there as well. We've only been to Chimes and the Food and Spirits once each, and both were v- very impressive. Well, you obviously are just getting started
2: in Covington. Is are you a no, new resident? No, no,
1: we're we, we're not just getting started. We're just our our creatures of habit, and we enjoy certain other places.
2: Oh, okay. More Where do you frequently. go? Where do you go?
1: Um. Almost every Wednesday we go to Marybo because they have uh-huh. uh, $5 craft cocktails mm-hmm. and they've got $7 pizzas and mm-hmm. you know it's just a, it's another fun place to bring the kids mm-hmm. and they enjoy the pizza and going outside in that little play area uh-huh. on the courtyard. Yes. Okay. And uh we've we've really fallen in love with Oxlot 9 and <gasps> Del Porto. Me too. Me too. And um Again, unfortunately, it's kept us from venturing out. I haven't been to Lola yet. I haven't <gasps> been to
2: That's Busters. That's blasphemy. Lola is Really fabulous.
1: Is it? Fabulous. Well, it should be next on our list, then for a little Saturday lunch or something like that.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. There is there's two Lolas. Okay? There's the outside Lola and it's uh-huh. and and lunchtime. And now they've got their dining car, which is also freezing, so bring a sweater. Um, but, right. but those people can cook. Holy really, moly. What, kind,
1: what kind of food is it? Is it just sandwiches and salads? Okay, or so at lunch, more, okay, I, I will
2: say this. Don't hold me to this. Okay. I hate their bread. They have, in my I opinion, bread, so the worst no bread ever. Okay. That said, they have the best everything else. All right, so don't get a sandwich there; you will be disappointed. Don't worry. Okay, good. <laughs> I won't eat bread. They have a they have a salmon salad that I find just killer. Um, okay. They have the best arancini. It's a crab arancini that I've ever ever arancini. ever tasted. Yes, and
1: it's with the orzo.
2: Um, yeah. Oh no, Arborio, isn't it? I think yeah. it's Arborio. Uh, one yeah. of them. Well, orzo is pasta, so Arborio rice. Correct. Yeah, that's uh, correct. That's correct. Killer arancini. Wow. Yes, I love. Ruffino's has bef- a great
1: arancini. Wait, who I can't does? Imagine who does? Uh, Ruffino's.
2: No, better.
1: better. Really? Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah. By the Go way, there.
1: On, on the on the topic of salmon. mm Hmm. I was talking to a friend of mine who is venturing out out of his industry and is hoping to get a position with a a food purveying company Mm -hmm. out of Norway Mm. and be a representative in the United States. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me, and this is something that I've heard you talk about, that you only want wild-caught fish Mm -hmm. rather than farm-raised fish. Mm -hmm. He was telling me that there are fish farms in Norway or somewhere in Europe that they're getting some of the fish from that are actually in the wild.
2: Yes. So they're not
1: like aquacenters. Right. They're more like our oyster beds in Louisiana where this is my farm and these are my salmon, but... They're in the wild. This yes. is just my area of the Gulf or my area of this bay or whatever it may be. Uh-huh. But it is considered farm-raised, but they're caught in the wild.
2: Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. Pardos, that's what they serve. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just want it to be yeah, wild, I guess, wild. I guess
1: it's the semantics. Is it, is it semantics where... Yes, it's wi- it's not wild caught, but it's wild bred. And I don't know, and and allowed to swim freely. I guess I don't the know between a free range to me wild. And a, I don't to, know.
2: Well, okay, so free range is you don't want free range chickens. If you want the most humane thing, you don't want free range chickens. You want pasture raised. I just learned that one. There's a okay. lot of little lingo things going on that you have to really pay attention to, and I didn't realize that until recently. But we'll talk about that some other time, because that is a fascinating yeah. subject, because that it is, is semantics. Is. It is absolutely semantics. I don't semantics. mean
1: to sound cruel, but I, I'm, I'm more concerned about the purity of the, the food product than the humanity of the, yeah. the animal.
2: Well, I am but. more concerned about the animal than I am about the purity but I believe those things go together. I believe a happy animal oh, I, I is a pure so. I
1: animal. I think they can. <laughs> I think they can. I'm not, I'm not unconcerned. Just yeah. No, I know.
2: Problems. I know. But I'm just saying that I, think that I think that these are all games that we play with ourselves. And I think that um, when I, so when I say I want wild salmon, damn it. I don't want yeah. anybody watching <laughs> over it. I want it free. And if you catch it, good for you. That's the way I feel.
1: Ah, gotcha. Okay. okay. Awesome. All right. Great nice talking to you. To talk to you soon. Take right. care. Bye.
2: Thanks. Bye. Two six zero six three six eight. I think probably uh, you shouldn't call because uh, Doug is giving me a very dirty look in there, Doug. And I'm going to do my last Porter and Luke. Porter and Luke is wonderful. But you already knew that because I've already told you that several times in this half hour and the last one. Porter and Luke is a wonderful comfort food haven in Metairie Road where you will find a really dynamite-looking ham shank and uh, people that come in there every single week specifically to get that, although it's been there when I've been there, and I still get my, my club sandwich. But that's because my club sandwich is really, really great. And they have fresh-cut chips there that are fried, and uh, those come with a club sandwich, and I just can't resist it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm boring, I guess. Um, they have a good hamburger. They have this signature eggplant boat over creamy angel hair pasta stuffed with seafood dressing. They have a terrific fried chicken. Good red beans, good salads. They have nice sandwiches. Just go and see what we're talking about. It's Porter and Luke. It's in that shopping center by Oakwood Heart next to Kenseco, the supermarket, and right across from Walgreens, Porter and Luke, at 1517 Metairie Road. you got to go see what it's about. You will love the food there. you just got to trust us on that. Tom will be back with me tomorrow. I can go back to picking on him tomorrow, and we will both be in here on Friday when we have two wonderful guests that you will want to hear from see you tomorrow have a good evening (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not
3: refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too